What's going on, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Anything and Everything podcast. I'm your host, Ty Reeves. Today, we'll be talking about the experience of being a bullpen catcher for the UConn baseball team with my current teammate and friend, Tommy Benicasso. Tommy, how are you doing today? Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Uh, what's up, Ty? How are you doing? I'm, I'm chilling, man. Chilling. Uh, why don't you just, you know, kind of introduce yourself for the people where you're from and your major? Yeah, of course. All right, cool. So um, I'm Tommy Benicasso. Uh, I'm from Norwalk, Connecticut, which is down in like Fairfield County, next to Stanford and Bridgeport, and uh, and um, I'm at UConn. I'm about to be a senior, and uh, my major is uh, secondary math education. I'm gonna try to become a teacher, probably in high school, and uh, I want to get into coaching too. Um, after I can go as far as I can with baseball, hopefully. But that's just that's the plan so far. But I'm just letting life take its own path. But yeah, that's who I am. I uh, went to Norwalk High School. And uh, yeah, I guess we're gonna be talking about some baseball. I grew up playing basketball and and baseball, which is which is basically where I met Ty for the most part, um, and baseball too. But play basketball all the time. But that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, you talked about you know you're from Norwalk, grew up in Norwalk, right on the you know Stanford County, right on the New York border. So kind of just talk to us about your experience with baseball. Like when did it start in, you know, carry us through Little League, high school, up until where you are now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, um, so yeah, I loved baseball when I was younger. I talk about it still to this day. I mean, I was with uh, one of my roommates from UConn this this, uh, this past weekend, and uh, he's from home. And we were just talking for hours about Little League baseball and all the experiences, memories we have. But, um, but yeah, so back in my hometown, it's like it's more of a city. It's pretty big, so we have uh, like split up leagues, which is which is kind of a bummer because if you put all the talent together, we could have had something really special, of course. But uh, we had like Cal Ripken and Cranberry League and Little League, and my favorite and my and I guess the one that my parents put me in was uh, from the Little was the Little was Little League, and uh, the reason why I like that was the best because that gave you the chance to go to the Little the Little League World Series, which is I know you definitely know what that is, and hopefully a lot of others you guys you guys do know too. But um, some cool World Series thing that's on TV at the like the end of the summer, that's really awesome. It was my dream. That was my dream when I was younger, was trying to make the Little League series. We really didn't make it that far or anywhere close, which kind of sucked. But <laughs> I mean, for the most part, it was great. We had uh, that's that's where I've made so many like relationships and friendships, and that's just that's that's actually where I learned how to play baseball. I mean, if you form you you probably can relate to a lot of this as well. But you, like you form friend groups and you form like lifelong friends, like literally from the sports you play when you're younger and. Little League definitely, definitely. Little League was definitely one of those ones where it's just like you had regular season playoffs and a championship, and like no one forgets about those, those like those like hard fought games where they were they were for something, and mostly mostly usually bragging rights between your friends. And I lost a lot of those. I don't think I won a championship, but yeah, it's, that's basically how <laughs> yeah, my went, Little League was from. You won three of them, yeah. That must have been so I fun. I think I lost in a couple of championships though. I mean, I wish I could have <laughs> pulled it past the line, but we couldn't. We couldn't finish, man. Not not anything Little League. But yeah, that's my experience uh, through Little League at least. All right, we're, so you kind of talked about. I know West Haven. We have um we have multiple leagues as well. We mm-hmm. have a Shore Haven, which is kind of towards Milford more and uh, kind of towards the beach. And then we got regular Little League, which is played in Morris Park, which is right on the water, kind of mm-hmm. near the New Haven West Haven border. So kind of talk to us about the differences between Little League and the Cal Ripken League, because I know for us, like 
not to throw shots at anybody that played at uh, Shore Haven, but it was not as competitive and the kind of baby baseball for those people. So kind of tell us about the differences you had. Yeah, I love that, man. The reason why I love that is because like, we always had we always had some beef, too, within leagues, and we would always talk smack between if you're one league versus the other. And, it was, it's, and I still, to this day, it's like, oh, my league's better. No, my league's better. But, but yeah, I mean, for Norwalk, so yeah, for Norwalk, we had a few different leagues, and then but, like, when you combine them, we just had one Norwalk team. I know, like, people around us, like Stanford and uh, – and I know like Will and and a couple other places, uh, they had multiple teams like it was like North Stanford and and East Stanford or something. I don't know what it was, but but yeah, we had one team. Uh, anyhow, um, so yeah, the talent honestly, I think it was somewhat equally divided. I don't think like more talented kids and parents wanted to be put in one one league over the other. I I think it's more or less like who your friends are and who introduces you to what league first, like parents, friends, and. I think it might have a little due to with it has a little bit of due to um like where you're from and part of the city too which part of the city, um if you're like more surrounded by little league fields um which is I guess is like by district and how it is by district how they set up by district, and uh, if you're more next to other fields, you're more or less to go in the other leagues. But yeah, it was really competitive. I know when I guess because the reason why I'm saying I think it's equal is because when I look back on it. And you think of everybody who played in it. And when we still talked about it to this day, it's like, oh, who are you scared of? Or like, I was scared when so-and-so was about to pitch. Um, <laughs> there's just like, I guess it's just ha- how players developed and how they, and just how they grew up is just what made them great. And like what separated the league. So for example, like Little League, to be honest with you, we had a all-star tournament every single year and it was called the Tim Corbo tournament, I believe. And it was like just us, Cal Ripken and Cranberry, like the three all-star teams. And we just had like a little tournament, which is like something we look forward to every year. And it was really competitive. Um, and I don't think we won it. I think we came close, but it was always really competitive. Yeah, I would probably honestly say that uh, Cal Ripken was definitely the best. We had one of my best, one of my really good friends, uh, Mike Gonzalez, from my high school team, Norwalk High School. Uh, he got drafted to the Brewers. He's uh, he, I don't think he's with them no more. Though. He's just hanging out now. But he was in that league, and we were always scared to face him because he was a phenomenon in, in, in little league. But you always got those kids. But uh, yeah, so I guess even. Even uh, even competition, and then uh, just just good friendly rivalries, rivalries as you could probably attest to too. Yeah, definitely. I wish they would have did something for us as far as like you said, the All Star Game goes, because mm-hmm. they didn't like the leagues down here don't want anything <laughs> kind of, uh, to do with each other. Like, there's okay. no relationship between presidents, and it kind of sucks because in my town, at least, baseball is kind of a dying sport. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. going. My brother just got done with little league last year. They don't want nothing to do with each other, and it stinks because mm-hmm. my brother just got done with Little League, and he kind of, you know, it, it's like his team always had enough guys, and he was one of the better players in the league. Mm-hmm. But it, it was like we we would go into games, you know, scratching our head because we didn't know if the other team was going to have enough players to play the damn game. Yeah. So I wish if anybody from West Haven Little League hears this, just <laughs> please combine the league so sure. you guys have enough kids to play the damn game. Yeah. It doesn't matter about – the competition level just let just let the kids play uh, right that's all I, I really dude have. i hear that man the, the thing that sucks is that and i guess it really does matter where you're from because again i i where i'm in the city which is like i don't know i think it's near like a hundred thousand people and i could i can only assume like when you get to smaller towns and smaller cities like you might have you might have trouble getting teams together which sucks because you're talking about the dying sport of baseball i guess in some towns and i could talk about that all day long because especially for norwalk like my my dad's a big baseball name in like the norwalk community i guess you could say because my older brother is 10 years older than me and he was pretty decent at baseball. I went through the whole Norwalk thing with my dad as coach, and my dad before that was playing. Um, same thing. My little brother is a year younger than me. He did the same thing too. So, um, well, like, I know all the culture and tradition of Norwalk of baseball, and like, there's just so much rich history and so much culture and championships won that like 
that like you act like people actually care about and you get fans, the people, the coaches, the players, like you, you'll never forget. And, and it really meant a lot to you. And it means a lot to you. And that's just the thing about sports, but um, it's, yeah, but I, I know certain things like that. And it's just hard because now, as you said, like baseball is dying, especially in my town. I want to think, I mean, we still have the leagues. I'm pretty sure we have all three of the leagues. I think, um, I know that little league's not as popping as it was back when I was there, which is unfortunate. I feel bad. Um, but yeah, especially with like when you get older, especially when you get to summer programs, but that's a whole different conversation. That's like, that's like AAU and travel programs taken away from like, I know you can probably, you probably know American Legion, which is a good summer league. Yeah. Um, that's a dying baseball form of like Norwalk for sure, which is just awful because we have such great history over there. But, but yeah, we can talk about baseball and history all day long, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was competitive leagues. They were, uh, they were fair and even. The only difference was that, um, Kyle Ripken and, uh, Kyle Ripken and Cranberry, they both had like the I, I forget the dimensions of the field, but they used to say they had the bigger field. There's like slightly bigger base pads and like fences and they could lead they can like lead before the pitch was thrown and stuff like that. But Little League was just normal Little League where it had to wait till the ball was hit and it was like not the biggest field. I don't know if you know what I'm saying, but that's what yeah, I was like. Yeah. I def I definitely get that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from the game, but just to mm-hmm. keep keep on your experience, let's talk you went to Norwalk High, you played for I'm assuming Tucci, right? Uh, yes, I played for Coach Tucci. I was on varsity for sophomore, junior, senior year, freshman year. I just played freshman baseball, yeah. All right, weird. So kind of talk to talk to us about your high school experience, obviously playing for a great coach like Tucci, sure. and then kind of talk about the recruiting aspect as well. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So, so um, again, or not again, I feel like it's just all kind of subjective on, based on the person and how your relationship is with the coach. Because I know some people – don't um don't love Tucci's not as fond of him as I am uh just because I guess they I know some people weren't on the team this and another but but it's all it's all what you make of it and when it comes down to it, I'm gonna fight to the day I die that Tucci was like probably the best coach I've ever had my dad coached my whole life he's up there too but um so the thing about our program which is kind of similar to UConn's is that um the the coaches are very very close in relationships and they're really traditional they're really traditional like old school Tucci was uh Tucci senior is what he who he was because Tucci. Some of you guys might know Tucci is the Tucci Lumber Bats, and uh, that's Tucci Jr., his son, who went to the league and then uh, created a bat company. But so I had Tucci Sr., a little old. Uh, he had best, yeah, I think, I think he had a couple best friends coaching, maybe even family. I think they might have been family. And um, we had good, like, known assistant coaches and helpers come come around here and there. But uh, but yeah, he was he was awesome, man. It's it's just so prestigious, and like, no one, you can't swear, you can't curse, really. I mean, like you need, you need to have good attitude and you need to, you need to, you need to play hard to earn a spot on his team. I mean, uh, freshman year, I, I had no business playing varsity probably freshman year. I was, I I grew and I got better and I got faster and stronger just by simply growing and just maturing, um, all throughout high school. So I was, if I had a guess, I had to be like five, four, five, five freshman year. And I wasn't throwing that hard. I wasn't that powerful, but I was decent in baseball. So I was playing, I was playing freshman. That was a good experience. Um, so I went to the tryout on a sophomore year and uh, I'm, I'm like, really, I like to, I like to credit myself with like the, my hard work ethic and my like perseverance. I like to say, cause I just, when it comes down to practices and when it comes down to games and I just really truly feel like there's not many other competitors and many other like athletes like I am. It's just the heart, the passion is really big for me. The passion I put into the game is ridiculous. So I came into the sophomore tryout and, uh, um, I actually tried out for the catching position and I'm sure we'll talk about my position sooner or later, but so I play catcher right now at UConn. Um, uh, I tried out for the catcher position. We didn't really have a set catcher and I was, uh, totally, totally set on getting that starting spot. I wasn't like boast for anything. I just went to try out and kind of worked my tail off. I thought I really excelled at, like the pop times when you catch the ball at home plate and you throw it down a second. I had a pretty good arm my whole life. 
Um, my hitting was my hitting was all right, probably average back then. It got better and better as we came on. But uh, um, so then I also tried out infield. I I was always a utility player my whole entire life. Uh, my dad like kind of grew me up like that, just playing every single position, including pitcher and catcher, which is like kind of rare. But I know a lot of people can do it. Um, so we went into high school like that, trying to get the catcher spot, and turns out uh, there's a, there's a pretty good catcher, Marco Montero, is actually one of my best friends. He's also uh related to Tucci. He came in with the, for the catcher spot. And uh, he got it, which is respectable because he was good. He was good enough. Um, I don't want to say if I think I'm better than him or not, but we always had that that fun, like that fun. Oh, who's better beef, like here and there. Um, but uh, but yeah. So then I tried on the infield too, and I tried out for pitcher. Um, I don't really remember much about the pitching aspect, but I remember infielding. I was playing second, and I was at tryouts. It was like the trust was like a weekend long. Um, I was behind this guy named Dave Balinek, and he was nasty. So Marco ended up going to Central Connecticut State. Uh, this guy Dave Valenick went to Central Connecticut State too, but he was some, he was probably one of the best play, baseball players I've ever seen, um, and everybody knew him in like the Norwalk baseball community. But so he ended up going there. He was awesome, second baseman. And I uh, Tucci talked to me one day after the trial, and he was like, "All right, Tommy, look, here's the deal. So, so like you've given me no reason like to cut you. You give me every reason why to keep you. You've earned your spot on this team. So I'm gonna leave it up to you. Like he he told me that he doesn't know how much playing time I would get sophomore year." Um, but he, I have a spot on the team if I want it, or he could go down to JV and play. And me being like the hard worker I am, I, I saw that I saw the value in playing more in JV and the the risk with uh not not knowing how much playing time on varsity. But I was like, screw it, I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna work hard for it. So I went varsity. And uh, throughout the season, Dave would Dave came to start to pitch towards the end of the season, and I was the backup second baseman. So I got a lot of key starts at second base towards the end of our run. Sophomore year is actually really like a really uh, important um, year that I hold close to my heart if I want to talk about it for a little bit. So like it was just, um, so yeah, I started out, I started out pitching like halfway through the season versus a couple like not too good teams. And my coaches were like, okay, he could throw strikes. And like, he's actually pretty good. Like let's give him some more opportunity. Um, we had this one crazy game versus Darian. Maybe some towns you guys know Darian. It was for the, it was for the conference, uh, the conference championship title. So like it's like, not the championship titles conference, like, like title for uh, best record in the conference. And uh, we're in the FCAC, which is the Fairfield County Interscholastic, blah, 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 athletic conference, which is, I'd like to think like one of the more competitive ones in Connecticut. Um, we have just great competition all around. So we played that game. It was a tight game. It was actually eight, nothing. We went down in the second inning with one of our star pitchers pitching. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, Oh my God, Tucci's going to put me in to pitch here. And I was scared, man. I was like a South, like little, I was like a little sophomore. I was like, I had to be like five, six. I swear I was throwing like 70, maybe upper seventies. I was not throwing that hard. I was scared. And this is my first big opportunity pitching. He pushed me in and I'm like, Oh God, I'm, I'm scared. So I started pitching and they somehow didn't hit a, they didn't hit a ball for like the next six, seven innings. And I threw like seven scoreless. We ended up coming back. It's like, it's like 10, 10, 11, 11, something like that. And then they take me out in like extra innings because they didn't want to kill my arm because um coach my head coach P my pitching coach P has said that uh he was like you haven't pitched that often yet so let me take you out um then we ended up giving a walk off home run unfortunately crazy crazy ending to that but uh that was that was like the game that broke me off and gave me my confidence I think I hit a double to the wall that game too which is insane because I was not a good hitter back then so that started me off we made a big uh we made a big state tournament run to the state semifinals. Where we played Staples, uh, where some of my teammates play now at UConn with me that I played against. Uh, one being Ben Kasparis, he's like really good in Connecticut, obviously. Um, and uh, I started that state semifinal game. I pitched one of the state quarterfinal games, and we won that game. So it was just great sophomore year experience, and that set me up for junior year. I was ready to go junior year. I also played basketball, so then I had basketball season before that. Um, 
But so yeah, junior year came along, came along. I did pretty well junior year. I was average. I, I played, I started like every game at uh third base. I was a straight infielder that, that year, third base. Um, and I hit, I think I hit about 300 and senior year was definitely my best year. Um, sorry if I'm rambling on, just let me know if you want to change the topic. <laughs> um, no, you're, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, so senior year, we got a senior year. We had a better year. I started, I was actually, so I did, so I mentioned pitching sophomore year and, uh, I wondered why I didn't pitch junior year, and I guess it was miscommunication between my coaches and I that I didn't want to or not, but uh, I did, or I wouldn't mind it. So, so senior year came around, and I knew I was going to have to be an arm on the team because we kind of lacked some pitching, and I was a dual ace on our pitching staff with my uh, one of my best friends, Isaac Keen. He's nasty. He plays at D3 and is trying to, trying to continue his career. Um, uh, so I was like a dual ace pitcher, so I was one of the head pitchers, and uh, our coaches were old-fashioned trying to get us to sit out after pitching to not hurt our arms. So I played. I basically only played pitcher that year. I don't think I played. I might have played one or two games at, at a third base. And I hit all year round too, even when I pitched, which is not a thing that most coaches do either. Um, and I ended up hitting 400 that year. And I thought that was a great year for me. And I loved it. And I'll never forget about it along with the other years too. So yeah, so recruiting wise, I never really knew. I was never like recruiting, uh, like recruitingly intelligent, which kind of sucked. Um, uh, we were, we were behind the game, me and my dad and my family. Uh, so we have like club, the clubhouse is one really good travel AAU program. And then, um, baseball U as some of you guys, some of you guys have heard were the big traveling programs that you kind of, in my opinion, needed to go to and get connected with to try to get good college uh, scholarships and stuff. And so that's props to them. Um, I, I never did that. I went through straight through, uh, American Legion, my summers, like traditional way. didn't really get that many looks. So senior year, I tried to go to clubhouse. I got some division three looks, um, nothing that I could have spent the money for and nothing that really secured me a position. Uh, if you want me to name some schools, I can name some schools. Uh, I mean, right off the top, I know Wesleyan was really interested in me and uh, Johns Hopkins. Um, some like really good uh, prestigious academic schools that I got waitlisted for. If I was to go through the waitlist, it would have been like 60, 70 grand a year. And I, I just don't know if I was down to, I didn't know if I was down to pay all that. Yeah, that's, so, that's too much money. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so in high school, I was like high key a nerd too. Um, so I had some good, I had a good GPA and a decent SAT. So I was applying all over the place, man. I applied to like 14 different schools, had no clue where I wanted to go. Um, I applied to like Duke, UNC, UConn, uh, UVA, this, that, and other. Ended up getting denied from a lot of my good schools. And again, money was a pretty big factor for me because I didn't, I didn't really have a crazy preference and a crazy favorite school I wanted to go to. Um, UConn got accepted easily, uh, one of the cheapest schools for me. And then it ended up probably being top of the top of the academic schools I got into. So for me, it was a no brainer. Um, so I went there with uh with the aspiration to kind of try to walk on, and uh, that's where the walk on kind of bullpen catcher story uh, continues. I don't know if you want me to get into that right now, but that's yeah, uh, that was my high school path right there. I definitely, I definitely understand. Obviously, your high school was crazy because I had a lot of crazy. You know, our, our stories are a little bit different. Yeah, I played freshman ball, JV ball, uh, freshman year, and then okay, okay, sophomore year, I, I kind of uh, rode the bench for varsity because mm-hmm. I was kind of like an in betweener. You know, I could have played both, played a little yeah. bit of JV. I guess like the stars kind of line for me in sophomore year, they kind of just got put together, and I got the opportunity. But I hear that. Yeah, and then my junior year, it was kind of eh, my junior year was a breakout year for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I came in or my sophomore year. I was still playing the infield, so I was like shortstop, third base, and then they started making me into a pitcher. Mm-hmm. And then going into my junior year, they're kind of like, we need a first baseman. So then I started playing a little bit of first, and I was pitching more. And I hated pitching, honestly. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not a fan <laughs> of it. Still not a fan yeah, of it. Yeah, I hear. But yeah, then, uh, then um, junior year, they moved me strictly to the outfield since they found a replacement first baseman. And they found okay. out after two years of not really letting me hit the ball. Uh... Shout out to Coach Paisano, who was always known that I could hit the ball, and then. 
junior year, they finally gave me a shot, and I went from you know not even being a consideration in the lineup to batting mm-hmm. you know fourth during oh, our yeah. state tournament run. That's what, that's what I like to hear. And, yeah, and then you know senior year, I got hurt, so I only played like six games, but you know it was it was a good times. Yeah, awesome. and then recruiting, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel you, man. It was, I was stuck there too. It kind of, I played a little bit of AAU, little league, and then I played um, just American Legion. And the biggest, the best offer I got, I got a scholarship from a UB, okay, University okay. of Bridgeport. Played yeah, D two yeah. ball, but with my injuries and everything, I kind of just turned that down and decided to go uh, to UConn. Well, I had Avery Point too, but I went and visited their Word. facilities, and I was like, nah, I can't do that either. Yeah, but you know, I ended up at UConn, and I ended up playing club ball, obviously with you and a bunch of other guys, but. Well, we'll we'll keep going. That's another experience for down the line. Similar and different at the same time. I thanks that that's I hear it. It's, it's fun hearing about everybody's experiences because baseball is just so awesome. It brings so many people together for sure. Yeah, definitely. So you you talked about it. You applied about all over Duke, UVA. You obviously settled on UConn. You said it was the cheapest and best academic school that you got. Mm-hmm. So how you know? Let, let's let's jump right into playing club ball. How did you find sure. out about club baseball? Why did you decide to play? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so freshman year came in, uh, wanted to try to walk on the D1 team. Uh, I didn't really know what it was about or how it went down. So I think, I think club ball was introduced to me. So I came, it was like, uh, I guess early fall, um, was when the tryout for club baseball was, I found that out. I think, uh, I think I looked it up. I was, I was playing baseball either way. If I didn't make the D1 team or not, I was playing, I needed to play. Um, so I found the tryout. I remember the tryouts for both teams being on the same weekend, which is kind of stressful and scary, I think. Uh, but I got it done somehow. Um, so the tryout for um, the D1 team was uh, was kind of short and and uh, to the point. I didn't really agree with it. I kind of wanted a better showing of myself. But uh, but um, I'm so fortunate and happy to where I am today. Uh, we'll get into that sooner or later. But, um, but yeah, for, so I went to club baseball too. And I remember going to that tryout. And that tryout was competitive too. Cause I had nothing, I had no idea what I was walking into. I figured, figured to be some good kids there, but I mean, I remember there was, I think there's maybe 10 spots open. I think like, like maybe a hundred, 120 or something like that kid showed up. It was something maybe 70 or I don't know. It was, it was big numbers and a lot of numbers for a little bit amount of spots that are open, which kind of, kind of scared me. Um, and I remember, I, I, and you could attest to this too. Again, um, I know being on, being on the team now and, uh, knowing all the inside jokes and stuff like add tryouts, the uh the coaches just write down like who they who they like like yes no maybe so it's like oh he's kid can do that this and another but I thought they had like a whole grading system going on I thought I thought they had like like checkered checkered boards with some numbers and stuff or something like that yeah, but hell no. yeah because I remember <laughs> I remember Zach Morgillo on the club baseball team I think the when I I think I when I made it because I, I asked the kid I think the kids brought it up too like when they when they really knew I was on the team or when they accepted me um. I think I was when I was catching. I guess they said I was one of the better catchers in the scrimmages. I had like a good throwdown. My arm, my arm was a thing to show off. I know, like, because I remember it was hard hitting conditions. We have, um, for club baseball, we had a uh, soccer field called the Deep Oak Campus to practice on. So yeah, not really. You, you know, you know how it is. Not really a baseball field. It was hard to hit on like the grass and like the BP was kind of the batting practice was weird. Um, so I know my 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 arm is my strong suit and try to show it off. So I also went on pitcher's mound and started throwing. I threw like four or five fastballs and then Zach Morgillo, which is one of the alumni, he was like, All right, yeah, you can get off the mound, you're done. And like he was shaking his head, yes, like it was pretty good. And I was like, I was like, let's go. He kind of saw me throw. I was kind of happy. I was kind of excited. Um, but yeah, again, so a hard, rigorous um club baseball tryout and uh made the team. Had a had a really good season with them. I I played pretty well, hit a couple home runs, which is pretty cool. Uh they 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 started calling me Benny by my last name. Uh, some of my friends, some of the homies started calling me Benny Biceps, which is hilarious because I really had no biceps back in that day. 
but I hit after my first home run, they started calling me Benny Biceps. And uh, yeah, it was good. Again, I was a utility player there too, which kind of aggravated me because I wanted to catch. That's uh, catching is just, I love playing everywhere for every position in like any sport, especially baseball, but catching is just like my bread and butter, favorite position of like any sport ever. It just gives me a different feeling, man. We could talk about that. Um, but uh, so yeah, so I wanted to catch, but I think they used me set, uh, freshman year as a, uh, I think I pitched a little bit. I think I played outfield a little bit, maybe a little bit infield. I didn't really catch. I think I, I think I caught maybe one out of every three games a weekend, or maybe once here and there. Um, but yeah, so it was just great. Uh, I, what I what I value the most, and I'll talk about this too on the D one team if we get into that, just how much like how great the relationships are with the kids and the team, and like how they really become your brothers, and like that's something that I don't take for granted, and I really, 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 really uh, appreciate. And I don't take for granted again. I mean, I really value those big time because that's what college is about. And that's, I, I value relationships and friendships just in general in life, like over a lot of things. Um, because I, that's what I'm living for is to just to create friendships and relationships and have, make experiences and memories. Um, so yeah, we, I, we have a ton of memories. We have great trips on the hotels and like the great schools we went to to visit and just, just fun nights, maybe parties or fun, uh, just fun gatherings like dinners or something with the boys. Um, and that's what really was special to me on club baseball for real. Um, still friends with all the kids back then. I played club baseball last fall for a couple of games, which is awesome. Um, and still friends with all you guys now, which is awesome. And yeah, just great. Yeah. Just a great experience overall. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Your, your tryout sounded stressful, man. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. <laughs> I remember yeah, I, sh- <laughs> I showed up to tryouts. I didn't even go to both. I went to the Saturday tryout. Oh. And this was like this was my first day. It was rainy. It was my first day playing baseball in months because I uh-huh. got hurt. Oh, so wow. I had my big bulky knee brace on, and you know <laughs> I'm running. He's like, "All right, I'll you know Ryan. Ryan's like, all right, outfielders, you know, go 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 out there, take some fly balls." So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, "Oh damn, this is gonna be rough." Mm-hmm. First fly ball, I like the, like getting to the spot wasn't even an issue. I just couldn't catch the damn ball. <laughs> I think I dropped two in a row. And I was like, oh, damn. And then even – and then I went on the mound, and I think that's kind of when I opened some eyes because even though I don't like pitching, I do throw pretty damn hard. Yeah, I yeah you do. Uh-huh. And then we went to, to BP, and that was my first time swinging a bat in forever. And I think I literally hit the ball twice, but I the <laughs> second ball I hit almost like practically made it out of the freaking soccer field. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll and then do I, it. And then I was talking to, uh, to Terrence, and Terrence kind of, you know – he let it slip that I made the team. He was like, yeah, when we see you at practice. He was like, oh, oh, if you make the team now. I was like, okay, okay Luke, whatever. Yeah, of course, Terrence. Yeah, but enough enough about me. Let's talk about briefly how you got the opportunity to be the bullpen catcher. Yeah, sure, dude, sure. So uh, so this comes back to that freshman year trial I went to. Um, uh, the coaches saw me. They didn't really take anybody in the team besides Jimmy Wang, which is like a big uh, a big pitcher for UConn. Um, he was throwing, he came out the gate throwing like 96 on a gun. So that, that was automatic, like get a shot at the team, which is respectable. Um, but yeah, so we kind of all got cut at the beginning and I, my plan was to try to, um, grab the bullpen catching gig and like work my way up if that was possible. It turns out it's not, it's like a little thing about UConn. You can't really do that. Um, but so I, I, co- I hit up coach Penders, uh, great coaching staff. If you want to get into that sooner or later. Um, but I hit up Coach Penders uh, via email. He told me to give me a schedule. Give me, give me, give him my schedule, and uh, let's see what the bullpen catching could think could look like. Bullpen catching for you guys who don't know is just uh, it's kind of the catcher who sits in the bullpen, which is where the the pitchers uh, warm up for games. Uh, we can get into what I do in practice and stuff. I'm I consider myself a player on the team, and so do uh, 
sort of the players on the team as well. Also, we do everything together. Right? We work out, we hit, we catch together, et cetera, et cetera. But anyhow, so yeah, I hit him up. Um, I didn't really get a response for a little while. And I was kind of, I, I wasn't nervous. I just wanted to know what was going on. So I called his office and I left him a voicemail. I was like, hey, just want to know what's going on. This, that, and another. Uh, he shot me a call back freshman year uh, before winter break was about to start. I was like, yeah, we'd love if you could want to come on the team, latch on with the team, join the team, um, and bullpen catch with us. Uh, I was like, all right, yeah, sure. So I tried it out. Um, I didn't end up doing it my freshman year. I did it for a week and I didn't sign the contract or do any of that uh, formal stuff because I wanted a shot to to try to um, like earn a roster spot per se. So um, he was going to try to, he was going to try to get me a fall walk-on spot for the fall uh, roster and the fall, uh, the fall season, I guess you could call it a season. So the fall season of uh, the next coming year, which would be my sophomore year. Um, and so we thought about that and it was depending on who got drafted, who got hurt, who was coming back, what the roster was looking like. And it turns out really, really, unfortunately, I didn't get a shot. It was a roster full. It was a full roster. It's really hard at UConn, the prestigious and just legendary baseball school. It is, it was hard to get a spot and for it to, open up like that but uh but unfortunately that just didn't happen so i ended up bullpen catching um for uh for sophomore year i i loved it it was uh it was great it turned it turned it turned college around for me uh i guess it turns me into a student athlete which brought uh, a lot more challenges and a lot more time management uh come to hand uh what else what else happened i mean the yeah, the experience in overall was just crazy that's how i got into the bullpen catching and uh sophomore year was great junior year was even better Definitely, definitely. Obviously, that's exciting. You know, I'm also a student athlete on paper because I'm a practice player for the women's yes, team. Yes, sir. So, you know, it's nice, you know, having that ring, still feeling like you are a student athlete, obviously, yeah. from high school. So it has its perks, but what do you enjoy most about being a student athlete? Sure, 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 sure. sure. So um, uh, I know I'm going to mention it just because I know I know people listening and you especially definitely would want to hear it. The the gear is, is up there. Probably <laughs> top five. Probably top five reasons why to be a D1 athlete, a student athlete. The gear. The gear is awesome. Um, But that's kind of – that was something I really, really like kind of weirdly wanted, like really obsessed, obsessed over freshman year. I was like, oh, look at these guys with the hoodies and the jackets and stuff. Um, But uh, so being on the team sophomore and junior year – it's uh, it becomes less of a priority, of course, and it, it becomes like less uh, less less um, uh, I guess uh, like uh, just less less popping. I for lack of a better word, I, I had a tip my lip tip 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 my tongue and I lost it, but uh, it just becomes like less of a priority, and you don't really you don't really go crazy over it anymore. Um, I appreciate it a lot, and I have a lot of I have a lot of clothes to wear because of it. It's awesome, but uh, that's up there. Gear's crazy. Um, as you could probably imagine, uh, what I value the most so. The experiences again. Back to my experience, little little uh little lecture. The experiences are insane. Um, I I I would probably break it up into the the practices and the games, and I'd break it up into uh that section and then the friendship relationship section, dude. I mean, that's pretty much all it is. So sophomore year, I was blessed because I know the bullpen catcher before me didn't get this opportunity all four years or all three years, whatever he was with. But I was blessed with the opportunity to actually travel with the team for most of the trips. Um, and we did a a a lot of traveling because we are in the American athletic conference. We're moving to the big East next year. Uh, but the American is all over the country, usually on the, down the East coast and a little bit inward. Um, so yeah, crazy, awesome. First traveling. I never, I don't even have a passport. We didn't go out of the country, but I didn't, I haven't done much traveling before that. So I was just fortunate and uh, blessed with that opportunity. Traveled all over the country, um, made a great playoff run, lost in the conference finals in Clearwater, Florida, which is one of the best 
my favorite uh, experience. My it, was, it is top three experiences in my life. Clearwater, Florida. It was a week out there with just my best friends on the team and uh, great baseball, great weather and on a Florida beach. Um, experiences like that. We went all over the country. I got to see some of my favorite cities like Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, Clearwater was awesome. We went to Louisiana, which is a crazy experience. And uh, we went we went a couple other places. Um, yeah, so that, that championship game, great experience. Day in and out of practice, just all the hours and hard work you put into it, just really count and you'll never forget about. Um, I value those more, and those those hit a little harder and hit a little different this year because uh, our season was cut short because of the coronavirus. And it's like, damn, like how many hours did I actually put in for um, – and how much like like hard work and sweat to be put in just for our season to get canceled, which kind of hurt a little bit, but it got better as 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 we had we had nothing to do, we couldn't do anything about it. Um, but yeah, so those experiences, and then the brothers, the brothers, man, I got initiated. We got initiated at a little little initiation guru at um, uh, the beginning of the sophomore year. I was part of the team. Uh, I lived with them junior year. I lived with uh eight of them. I live with eight you know, eight of them in carriage house apartments. Uh, best time of my life last year. Um, uh, you just become, you spend so much time. It's just like, it's just like high school sports. I feel like, but even more, cause you spend a lot more time with them. You spend so much hours, like literally designated hours of the week with them playing baseball and just talking and, and living, basically living with them, living with them, um, throughout college that you just, you just become close with them. Uh, you find your little, you probably find, you find your little group within the team. I probably have, uh, I'm friends with a lot of the, like a couple of the sophomores a lot that I live with and, uh, in my junior class of the baseball team is probably who I'm closest with. Um, but yeah, we, we, we met up this weekend and, and hung out at carriage, just like just movie nights, fires out back. Like dude, just, just literally the relationships we formed and they're, they're going to be the guys at my wedding someday along with other people as well, obviously. But like, those are going to be if kids invited my, inviting to my wedding. And it's just, they're going to be, they're going to be with me um, for the long haul. And that, that's, that's really what I value a lot about the baseball program. And I never knew that I was going to come out of it. I mean, I went there, just wanted to wanted to play some competitive baseball, and I, I came out with a lot more, and that's that's definitely the, one of the biggest things that I came out with, and I'm still I'm still in with, and fortunately able to still be with, you definitely. know. Yeah, baseball definitely creates a lot of relationships, not just in the game but outside the game as well. Mm-hmm. But you kind of talked about it before. Obviously, you're playing under a great coach in Penders, who's won a thousand plus games at this point in his coaching career. So, kind of talk about how it how it is to be a, a part of this roster and a part of this team playing for a big time coach like Penders. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, it, it, it can go, it, it, the, the story doesn't stop. I mean, I could talk all day about him and everything UConn baseball brings to the table. Um, but what, I guess the words that I would really put into effect and put into play that I value the most about the experience and about coach Penders and the coaching staff is that I probably just say tradition and culture and like, and grit, man, that's all UConn baseball is about. Uh, we're, we're, I would say we're old school for the most part. We're just really traditional. We're formal. There's no, there's no cursing out, no coaches. There's, there's, there's no disrespect, man. We're, and, and, and they don't even, they don't even, there's, there's, they don't merit. They don't, there's no reason why that any of that should come because of their great coaching styles and abilities. I mean, um, they're, they're so knowledgeable about a game of baseball. There's him, there's coach Penders, coach De Pedeswa, coach Horgan and coach McDonald. And they, I believe are the longest stuck together coaching staff in, I mean, college in college of baseball history, um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, or at least top two, um, so that's a crazy stat. So yeah, um, I think all I think all UConn baseball alumni, which is so awesome, it just all ties back into the program and like why the culture and history is just so rich. Um, if you go in our little barn, which is the little batting cages area, there's pictures of all the all the team pictures from the day the UConn program was started. Um, I think in like 1881 or maybe even before that. 
Um, there's pictures and names of everybody who got drafted. There's all American pictures. There's just so much history. And he and Coach Penders has these great, awesome speeches that I literally, I literally just wait around and wait to hear because I love him so much. It's just he's he's one of the best public speakers I've ever met. And he just ties into history, ties into quotes and stats and things that people from uh people before us in UConn baseball have done and said. And uh, it just ties into what what we're trying to accomplish and uh, what we should learn in life, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, so he uh, crazy knowledgeable in baseball. My baseball knowledge has expanded six billion, like uh, infinity amount of percentage since I got out of high school. It's like it's to the point where I feel more confident in coaching basketball than I do baseball because there's so many things that go into baseball. It's insane. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to have that IQ stepped up at the next level. And uh, but yeah, so as I said, formal, very formal, and um, respect is a good word to use for it all. But um, at the same time, we have fun. I mean, if we're not playing to have fun, then what are we actually playing for? And uh, we're playing for the Connecticut to be across our chests, like during the games. You know what I mean? So that that means yeah, the most exactly. to all of us, and we we all value at this like the same way throughout the whole program. Like the coaches and the players go into every game with the same with the same grit and the same the same desire and the same desire to the, the will the will to win as everybody else does. So that's just it's just an awesome coaching staff, a old stuck together coaching staff, and they just mesh. They mesh. They mesh perfectly well. If you ask if you ask anybody in our team, I mean, I, I've heard it from a couple of our players. It's just They'll say we're we're blessed to have the coaches we have because not every team and every player are blessed to have the coaching staff that we do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, um, you kind of you you introduced us. You said you get into a little bit more, but can you briefly just talk about what a typical day at practice looks like for you? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so usually, um, we have lift. We have lift three to five. T- I think it's like usually two to three, two to four times a week. Uh, depending on off season, in season, and how many hours we're allowed to by the NCAA. There's a lot of restrictions with the NCAA. Um, uh, but, uh, we usually have lifts here and there we have, um, and same day we'll have, uh, usually, um, we'll have uh practice. So practice is usually, uh, sometimes there's individual practices and sometimes there's team practices. We'll talk about the team practices to keep it short. Uh, the team practices are usually like usually four hours long, somewhere around there, like two to six o'clock, um, which is a big chunk of your time. But I mean, it, dude, it, it, time flies by when you're having fun and baseball is definitely fun. Um, so we have practice. We usually... It's uh, set up into Husky Pride. Husky Pride is our bet, what we call a batting practice. We set up like a collegiate batting practice with nets and uh and uh, fielding positions and balls being hit uh, between base between uh hits and uh hitting objectives and uh and uh, we have squads like we have rounds of people and uh, teams. Um, that's the that's the batting practice. The pitchers break up and doing their own thing after batting practice. As they shag for batting practice, they do their band work. They get all the throwing in necessary. They get their sprints in and they're running if they if they need to that day. And Coach McDonald makes a schedule for that. Um, bullpens come regularly as well as they're scheduled too. Um, and that and then we'll they'll probably break into some other teamwork. Uh, we we do twenty seven outs a lot before the season starts. So it's like a oh, kind of like a, yeah man. It's like a simulated game where you try to get twenty seven outs in a row. That just sharpens up your defense. Uh, we obviously obviously the infamous bunt coverages got to go over the bunt coverages. We go over uh like just kind of formations like that and uh, first and third plays. We do rundowns, etc. There's sometimes we have pop up priority to work on our communication during pop ups. Um, dude, there's there's so many there's so many things that we do and uh and again just so fortunate to have like the great structure and program that we do because we we really we really we go out to practice. We have a practice plan written out for e- via email every single day and there's 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 motivational ish quotes every single day. And there's uh we, we go by um, acronyms to just show that we go to practice every day 
to to get better, to work as hard as we possibly can, and to totally get prepared for the game, like the next challenge ahead of us, and like, and that's just things that are instilled throughout UConn baseball. Um, so yeah, it's just everything just put together, and we certainly do have productive practices. Definitely sounds a lot like what we used to do at high school with you mm-hmm. know. I mean, obviously it was twenty one outs, not twenty seven, because it was only seven inning yep. games and yep. first and thirds and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But you talked about it before. You said you you said I believe it. You know, you're you're a part of the team, regardless if you're not playing on the field or playing during the games. You're you're a part of that team and you're a part of that brotherhood and family, like you said. But does it ever get tough, you know, seeing your brothers play out on that field and you knowing that you're a part of the team but you're not really allowed to compete? Oh my man, yeah, it does. It certainly does. I can't deny it. Um, I can't. Uh, I actually wanted to have. A, I'm gonna have a talk with Coach Penders this week. Um, cause uh, I, th- I feel like we're lacking catchers with our program. Or some of them graduated. I want to see if like there's any possible opportunity you can give me. Uh, even though I signed what I signed and uh, I'm at the position where I am. It's just uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think it hurts a lot when you think you can compete at that level. And uh, I'm a I'm a humble person to say to say the least. In my opinion, I don't want to. That's kind of like unhumbling when you I put it like that, but I feel like I'm just a humble person, um, and uh, so to the point where like I don't I didn't I didn't really brag and boast and be like oh my god I should be playing I should be starting today or something like that. It's because I I never you can't find the level of competition that we play at every day. That's like a big thing with me was like I can't comp- I can't say that I'm better than kids on the team where I haven't faced constant 90, 95 mile an hour pitching or I haven't caught that hard. I haven't played in the game. I haven't I haven't haven't been in this high level intensity baseball um ever so i, I kind of stayed i kind of stayed calm but it hurt man it hurt because i really thought i can compete um coming out this year since i'm so close with the guys i've i've been throwing i long toss with them uh, often like i go 100 110 120 yards with them so they know i can throw they've seen me catch for a year year and a half now so far so they know i can catch and uh i i, I take practice just as serious as they do and i think that that benefits me and benefits them in the long run um so they know my best is where my best is at, and they've told me they think I can be on the team. I should. They thought I was going to play at some point because uh, Pat, our star catcher Pat Winkle, got Tommy John last year, so he was out, and we were down a catcher. Um, they thought I was going to be in the rotation, but things just didn't align for me in that case, which I would, which is totally okay. Um, but anyhow, yeah, dude. I mean, it hurts. It hurts seeing them play and we wanting to be out there. But I hit off of some of our pitchers in practice too, and. Um, and I, I do every single aspect of the game with them. And then I finally learned this year towards the end of the year that I think I can certainly compete and contribute at this level. So just knowing that finally, and kind of just, yeah, kind of just knowing that kind of brings me content and uh, gives me content. Um, and just, just gives me the feeling that I'm still where I'm supposed to be and uh, I'm having fun while doing it. And I can be here if I, if the cards play out the right way, but I'm going to keep, my goal is to keep working hard because I do want to play after college. It's just, just keep working hard, um, keep persevering and never give up my character as like an athlete and a uh, competitor, because that's something I feel like is different from other people's ethics. Um, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get to where I want or where I should be in life. Uh, God's got a plan, man. Um, but yeah, dude, it hurts. And um, yeah, man, it hurts sometimes, but but I, I love where I'm at, man, the bullpen catching thing. I still get to compete. I mean, I I played in the inner squad scrimmages before the season started in Tallinn, in the Tallinn bubble, like the sports complex. Of course, it's too cold for us to play outside. Um, I, I was in real life catching uh, live and uh, batting and runner situations, which is basically game ready. I mean, I, I'm game ready. I know the signs. I know the systems. Um, not to like just not, not even bragging. I'm not trying to brag. I'm trying to like just – just like display how much of a part of the team I am and how, how, how welcomed and how, how much they accept me and make me feel like I'm at home and uh part of the family, which they really do. 
So that's that's where I'm at right now. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, obviously there's a lot that comes with being on the team besides just practice. School is a priority. Just fitting your schedule in with your practice schedule can obviously be tough. Mm-hmm. And then traveling, especially for baseball. Not a lot of people understand, especially for UConn, playing in the, you know, the AAC for mm-hmm. I don't even know how many years. You know, you're traveling across the country, like you said. And yeah. you're going down to Florida, Arizona, Louisiana, all these places during the spring because it's too damn cold to play up here. Mm-hmm. So. Kind of talk about just how tough and exhausting your everyday schedule it is during, yeah, you man. know, early March and then the summer. Of course, dude. That's that's a really, really, really great question. Um, that's something that the players really struggle with sometimes and we don't really get to express or um, kind of just tell what we're thinking. Uh, so, yeah. So the traveling, man. So one of the best things and one of the biggest things I'm going to take from this experience at UConn baseball is time management, man. I always struggle with time management. I'm a big procrastinator and I was in high school. Uh, but this has really taught me the key concepts and uh, taught me literally time management. Um, so yeah, the the two to f- the four hour practices every day really cuts an hour, cuts big chunks of your studying time, your school time. Um, but Coach Pender's praises and Coach Pender's really, really um, preaches education. Um, one of there's a, we live by the four pillars that he created. Uh, one of them's championships, and one of them's diploma graduating. So he keeps uh. He keeps graduating diploma up there with uh as 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 big and as as um as glorified as winning games and championships. So it's important to him. Um, it's hard with the academics. It's just it's just we have to sacrifice, man. We have to sacrifice some things, and uh, we get it done. It it kind of becomes a normal lifestyle after a while, and you kind of start to learn to love it because like what would we do without baseball? In the kind of sense, it's like we would kind of not be ourselves without baseball. So we kind of have to get used to it and, and suck it up. But it does get tiring, and exhausting, man. It really does. I remember. Right before we about to start traveling this year, I was talking to some of my homies that I live with, and they're just like, "Damn, like we wish we could get a day or two off here or there, maybe a couple or a few days consecutive when we don't have anything crazy going on, just because uh, it does wear your body down." Um, don't like, don't worry. They, of course, we get great treatment by the trainers. We we all get treated. Um, we're all we all given the proper amount of rest, and we're all given the the hour the hour limits. Um, but it does it does break us down. You know, we're human. It breaks us down sometimes. Our arms, you know, baseball, we, you really don't talk about like the, not really injuries, just kind of the sorenesses you have, man. A lot of people's arms get sore and tired. A lot of people's bodies, legs, you're lifting and you're throwing, you're hitting every single day. And sometimes we do crave days off. But um, once the season kicks in, man, we're ready to go. Like once the, once the game starts to go, we're not complaining, man. We're, we're ready to play. And we're it's a long 50, 60 game season, crazy big season, um, three games a weekend. And then we usually turn into midweek games as well. Um, so that it can get tiring, but we, you know, the adrenaline kicks in and we're ready to go at the beginning of every pitch. Um, as far as traveling, yeah, the traveling is the big, crazy part that cuts into academics a lot. Not, not negatively. It's just, it just makes it harder to, uh, manage, but it's doable. Um, so baseball, we, we typically travel Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of a lot of consecutive weekends in a row in the spring. I, I can remember, I think I calculated this spring. I wasn't supposed to be home for like no more than like four or five weekends in the whole entire spring semester, which is crazy because that's more than half of every week. Um, so we 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 make up tests, we make up tests, uh, we make them up before, after, during the proctored times. Like we're we're accommodated. Um, we uh we have great adv- advisors. We I still talk to my advisor during the summer every day for baseball academics. I mean, she's awesome. She helps me out through a lot. And um, so yeah, it's hard. You just got to communicate. You got to work hard. You got to get it done. And, uh, but the traveling is awesome, man. I can get into that all the time. I, I told you that was, one, <coughs> excuse me. That was one of the, uh, 
that was one of the uh, top experiences and things I'm going to take away from UConn baseball is the traveling. I mean, I'm traveling over the place. But, yeah, I remember on our way home from the regional final that we lost last year. It was tough, man. We got to stores. Coach Pender's giving an awesome speech. He started tearing up, which made us all, like, kind of tear up as well. Um, we were quite special to him, I guess. He uh, he said that crazy stat that we slept in our own beds for four Fridays since the beginning of the semester or the beginning of the season, which is, it starts in, like, February, like mid-February. So, I mean, I mean that's, that says it right there. It's a lot of hard work, hard work and travel, man. But, then, dude, it's worth it. It's so worth it. As you can tell, play, playing sports, all the practice and stuff is worth it once the season comes along. You can start to get to play the games. Definitely, because I honestly that's that is crazy because I I'm never used to seeing you in the spring semester. Yeah, I don't know right. How you be coming in the wreck sometimes after traveling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but, what I'm um, saying. You definitely see me more in the fall than the spring for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, one big thing this uh this season for you guys was you went to Arizona. You played in a tournament with Michigan, and I believe it was like Vanderbilt and somebody else and Cal Poly. Yeah, Cal Poly. Yeah. And you, uh, you beat number one Michigan a couple times. So how yeah. how big? Even though the season was cut short by the virus, how big were those wins uh-huh. for your yeah. team? Yeah, we did, man. Say it louder. Let them know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, dude, it was it, that's that's dude. Again, I have a little memorabilia hanging up on my wall over here somewhere in my room about that, man. That's something to remember. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of crazy because people really don't they don't undervalue. They just don't know about UConn baseball as a program. And I, I in my opinion, and you can kind of see the stats and stuff. We're top. We're top of the country, man. We're top tier. And the fact that we were right there with Vanderbilt and we beat Michigan in the beginning of the season, like that just shows you our competition um, for baseball in college, which is kind of crazy because it's like, damn, like I'm kind of at the top level of baseball in the country. And it's like, just makes me, just humbles me a little bit. And it's like, it's like just just such an awesome experience. But yeah, so we traveled to Arizona for the MLB, uh, it's kind of MLB collegiate baseball tournament. I could think they called it like the MLB four. Um, it was in, uh, where was it? It was in Arizona. And I want to say it was uh, – I forgot the name of, like, the uh, town or whatever it was. But it was the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Colorado Rockies, was it? I think. And one more team, uh, it was their spring training facilities. We got tours and and advice from all the MLB Huskies. Um, it was awesome just getting tours of the facilities and stuff like that. But, yeah, so we played, uh, we played Cal Poly first. They beat us. It was crazy. We didn't expect to lose. And then um, – and then uh, we also uh, – the next game we played, Vanderbilt, and we were like, damn, this is the defending champions, number one in the country. And uh, we weren't really nervous. We were hungry, man. Like any other team, we were definitely the underdog coming in. We wanted to beat them. We were, It was 1-1 until the sixth inning until we pulled our starter and things kind of kind of got out of hand. We played uh, the number one pitcher in the country, Kumar Rocker, and when he's – it's just it was just a crazy experience. Like the seeing seeing their head coach, seeing Kumar on the mound, it's just like, wow, like this is the – faces of college baseball but we're right there with them we're ready to go um yeah we pulled a starter things kind of kind of got out of hand and we ended up losing by a little bit but uh the fact that we were with them just really showed a lot and boosted our confidence so then we came into uh we came into michigan for the last game of the tournament and we beat them and we're like yeah since we beat them like what can't we do you know what i mean that's when they were like top 15 top 10 i think rolling to next weekend uh was in uh that was in port st Lucie, florida for the Mets spring training we were playing there played uh we were set up for a three game series versus uh michigan and we beat them two out of three so i guess we won three out of four of the series and dude we, we carried that with us but but coach benders always says we need to like we need to take that and we need to flip the page because um anybody could beat anybody at a given time and day and and if we don't play our best we're gonna lose all right if we do play our best we can beat everybody in the country um 
Uh, so yeah, so we won that three out of four, and that and the the last the second that series at Port St. Lucie was when they were ranked in the country number one, as you said. And that dude, that was the first time in uh, UConn history that we beat a series versus the number one team country in the war in the co- number one country number one team of the country. Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> little tongue twister. But uh, yeah, dude, it's just it was just so special to make to make history with like that group, that team, and those coaches. Like we're not gonna forget that either. We're not gonna forget it. Yeah, um definitely. and dude yeah after that after that series we were hot man i don't think we lost after that series and then our season got canceled when we were in virginia about to take off for a spring break uh week of baseball and it, it hurt man it hurt really bad it was damn near like a heartbreak man it sucked but uh the fact that it happened to everybody in the country and there's nothing we can really do about it right now it kind of eased the pain but um we were hot man after that we were going hot we were ready to, and i was i was i was i was confident we were going to do big things this year as we are going to do next year because we're bringing it back to a lot of the same kids Definitely. You guys are talented, you know, head to toe, pitching staff. Obviously, you know, Pat will be back next year. I played against Pat in high school. Funny, yeah. funny story about Pat. I was never really hit hard in high school. I've had like, you know, your fair share of long, long fly balls or hard yeah. infield hits. But I swear to God, one summer league game versus or not summer, I think it was fall. Fall league game versus Pat Winkle. He hit the single handedly like hardest hit ball I've ever seen <laughs> off me. And it wasn't even like a, a home run or anything. It was literally a line drive to the right side for a single to right field, but it was still hit so damn hard. He just touched. It was crazy. Ball's, yeah, ball's probably touched, man. If you, I can talk about all of them. Pat's Pat's one of my best friends on the UConn baseball team, fortunately. Um, we're catchers together, obviously, so we, we get our work in catching, and we, we're really close with a good bond. Um, but, yeah, he's special. We're so fortunate to have him back. We kind of miss him this year, but we, our catcher stepped up, and we're just – we're gonna be something special with him coming back. Ben Casperas being eligible, Willis Willis being um, eligible. He's our transfer from Vanderbilt. It's just it's just everything's coming together, and I hope the best for next season, of course. Yeah, definitely. So kind of staying where I was, where I was on with Pat. Pat's gonna be back. You had a breakout stud in Reggie Crawford, which yeah, I don't think anybody really saw coming. But how how good do you guys think you're gonna be next year? I mean, dude, put it this way: if we're, if you're if we were up with Vanderbilt. And if we if we if we were right there with Michigan as well, and we were getting really hot with everybody finding their own um, finding their own voices on the team, I think I was I thought we were going to win a conference championship and and possibly go to the World Series. Um, again, I think I think saying we could go to the World Series is like it's kind of a dumb comment, I guess, because I think uh, college baseball, along with other sports, is unpredictable. So like you can you can damn near have eight teams you'd never expect in the World Series, and I think that's happened a couple times. So I mean. So like I feel like it's all who gets hot the right time and who gets a little lucky I guess I guess not but um but I think we had the potential to be in the World Series for sure if we beat in those teams we could be in the World Series and we're we're bringing back everybody I think um we're pr- pretty much bringing back everybody people are unsure because the drafts being cut down to five rounds and uh, no one really knows what they're doing yet but um for the most part I've heard rumors that we're bringing back a lot of others which is just great um freshmen stepped up a crazy amount last year freshmen really stepped up and took big roles from missing uh graduated or uh drafted players. They 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 sh- they showed up, man, because a lot of times it takes a lot of time for um freshmen to get comfortable, freshmen to get used to college baseball level and to start performing. But Reggie Crawford, man, he we knew he was a big name and he has big talent, but he came in performing. He was staying in that lineup. We wanted him in that lineup. Um along with a lot of pitchers too. A lot of our pitchers were uh freshmen and usually freshman pitchers are really timid and shy and uh not ready to go out there, but man, we 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 whipped them up in the off season, and they are they are ready to go, man. But yeah, I think we should be something special. So I guess if we thought conference championship that year and World Series, I'm thinking the same thing next year, dude. And we're moving to the Big East, which, in my opinion, should not should we should be at the top of that conference. 
And um, so, yeah, looking forward to a good conference championship and a good World Series run, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we talked a lot about baseball. So briefly before we wrap it up, you talked about, you know, we play a lot of basketball at the rec. What are what are some interests that you have outside of the game of baseball? Sure, man. It's just that, that that's something we talk about with without the, with the throughout the team too is like um when we when we get too in our heads and we get too worried about baseball, if we stress we struggle a game or like damn, we're really in our own heads, we're really thinking too much, we're we're tightening up. Um we kind of just remind ourselves that we're doing this for fun, man. There's other things in life to baseball. Life baseball's just a game. Um a lot of people I mean, I believe, you know, there's just bigger things in life. Um, but, yeah, so with that being said, man, a lot of our teammates, and you've seen me in the rec, we play basketball a lot, man. Basketball is awesome. We're all athletes. We want to play. I love basketball, dude. Basketball is – I love – like, I, I, <laughs> there's no other words to put it. I really love basketball, man. I love basketball. I love baseball. But basketball might be up there. Um, I play I play damn near pretty much every day at my own hoop in my house and a lot of the time in the rec center at UConn. I mean, it's we're, so, we're fortunate as UConn students to have – like full on five on fives in a brand new rec center going on. Cause I know people don't have that privilege, but, um, but dude, I can stay in that. I have stayed and I can stay in that rec center for like five, six plus hours and just, and just hoop. And I'm fortunate to have those best friends. I remember freshman year, I was like, yo, I need some Hooper friends. Went to the rec center. I grabbed uh Tyrese Emmanuel and, uh, uh, and, um, Clifton and just got in that friend group. There's some, just some homies from UConn for those who don't know. Uh, I got in that friend group a little bit and we were just, We've been hooping ever since at the rec, but dude, yeah, we hoop at the rec, um, other pastimes and other fun things to do. I mean, I love going to the quad when it's really sunny, like uh, that quad in Yukon little grassy area where everybody goes and hangs out near the union. Uh, I love playing can jam. I haven't really played can jam there. I was, uh, I, I love just going there, maybe getting some homework done, this, that, and other, doing whatever. And, uh, what else is fun over there, man? There's, there's, I mean, again, there's Yukon, there's not a lot, too much things to do, but there's, there are some fun things to do. Uh, what do you got? What do you, what do you like to do? What are a couple of things you like to do out there? Uh, what do I do on campus? So I'm pretty, I'm pretty involved. So if I'm not doing homework, usually they're playing basketball. And if I'm not playing basketball, I'm usually doing club stuff, whether yeah. it's SBA, UCTV, what's the daily campus, stuff like that. Mm-hmm, but if I'm mm-hmm. outside of school, I love playing 2K with my boys. You yeah. know, this year we we're at West a lot with the 2K tournaments. We actually went out and bought, um, WWE belts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like that's like the title if you if you win so that's dope. <laughs> a lot of 2k yeah dude uh, no i just like i don't know i just like chilling man like i hear it does, for me i don't have to go out and party every weekend like some exactly, of these other yeah, people same. i'm fine with just staying in my boys dorms or even just staying in my dorms and watching tv watching netflix yeah uh, disney plus was big for me when it came out you know catching up on those shows from your childhood and those movies for real but you know kind of kind of just chilling that's that's the big thing for me yeah i hear that me too man i mean yeah uh yeah, with the with the homies at this year carriage, I remember we talked about it uh, this weekend. Like, what are our top five memories together? Because we we were maybe saying goodbye to one of our teammates, Christian Fredko, if he goes to the draft, um, which is kind of sad. But uh, we were like, yo, like junior year is probably the best year of our lives and like the best year of college for sure. Um, the things that stuck with us for that, I mentioned them earlier in the podcast. Was we we set fires out at uh like little uh bonfires out back of carriage. Um, often we do a lot of movie nights. We just love watching movies. Um, we, we hit, we, we practice baseball on our free times, even though the, the, the crap ton of baseball we got going on, we'll still go and hit extra and go throw extra as a little pastime and activity. We'll play basketball. Um, we go out in front in a front yard a lot, throw a football around, play snow football. Um, 
we're we're at, we're active. We're definitely active. I was a bit. I was big into two K too. I've been I've been trying to lay low on the video games. I kind of stopped for the spring semester to focus on some schoolwork and stuff. But uh, I I'm a huge fan of two K obviously, and uh, just you know, it's normal boy stuff I guess or whatever stuff you want to call it. Um, but yeah, just the relationships and the friendships formed with everybody throughout, whether it be you with the club baseball or basketball, Tyrese and them with the basketball, and all my teammates from baseball. It's just something special at UConn for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, that's really all I got for today. Tommy, really appreciate you taking the time <laughs> and your busy schedule to come out and talk to us. Man, thank you so much. This is my this is probably my, this is one of my first times doing something like this. And I just really appreciate the opportunity to talk, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll definitely love to have you on again. Of course. But for everybody listening, that was episode six with uh, my boy Tommy Benicasso. Stay tuned for episode seven. We'll be talking a little bit about having the coronavirus. See you guys next time.